When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. The Jets have got plenty of problems, and Aaron Rodgers isn't helping them. He's only adding to them. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. My friends, Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Aaron Rodgers is, as we know, a frequent guest on Pat McAfee's show, and he provides amazing content for us each and every time he goes on, and for that I am eternally grateful. Having said that... (laughs) I don't understand where this is actually helping the situation. And I just want to start with one of his comments from yesterday when he was on with Pat and the crew on ESPN. I want to see us stick together through the tough times. I said it to him, you know, in preseason. Our our toughest task is being handling success. And that's whether we're having success or not having success. It doesn't mean you're winning all the time and you're getting out the right way. It's when we're not having success, how do we respond? How do we respond to adversity? And that goes for our fan base and former players as well. You're not helping the cause. You're not helping the cause. <laughs> Joe Namath, you're not helping the cause. Fans, you're not helping the cause by booing. Aaron, it's not helping the cause by being out in California and making comments from his couch about what's wrong with the team right now. And I get it. Him coming out, talking publicly, this is who he's become the last few years. Joe, he might actually believe in his somehow completely lost mind on this that he is helping by saying this because they lack leadership in the locker room without him. But the true help would be not saying anything at all about it publicly, saying all the right things publicly, and trying to do what you can when you're back in the building to help them out, or, you know, jumping on a Zoom with Zach and going over the game plan. I get where he's coming from. He wants to be the leader of this team because, quite frankly, I don't think there's a whole lot of leadership in New York. I, 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 just, I don't see it year in, year out. Who's identified as the face of the New York Jets? Who's the leader of the New York Jets? He knows that that was part of his role coming in and having played only four snaps. I can understand if he's trying to continue to lead from some perspective. He is a guy who's won quite a bit in his career. He's had a lot of success. There's a lot of young guys on the Jets. Maybe continuing to speak, continuing to try to communicate in this way is his way of trying to contribute in in some way, shape, or form. Um, I don't like the idea of saying, you know, the fans aren't helping situation with Bowen. Look, Jets fans have been through the absolute ringer. They've had one winning season in the last 12 years. They've had five or fewer wins in five of the last seven seasons. This is what happens when you sign with New York, when you go to the Jets. It's not Lambeau. It's not the Packers. You know, one of the best compliments I had ever heard about Packers fans, the year the Giants 
went to Lambeau in the NFC Championship game and upset the Packers on their way to the Super Bowl win over the Patriots, I have friends who were Giants fans who were at that game. They were in their full, you know, red and blue gear. And when the game was over, in places like Philly, Dallas, like you'd expect a lot of hostility. He told me that the fans sitting around him, they all shook their hand. They said, best of luck in the Super Bowl. Nicest fans ever. And that's a fantastic thing. But if that's what Rodgers is used to and then he's going to go to New York, it's going to be a different story there. All right? Because it's a city and it's a franchise ripe with futility. And this was supposed to be the year something was going to happen. And not only did it not happen with him getting hurt, but they're back to Zach Wilson who can't do anything, who shows no progress whatsoever. So with the idea of the fans that it's not helping with them being negative, they've earned the right. They've earned the right until the organization wants to show them something different. They're paying the money. The, the people who are in the building are paying the money to see them. The people who are watching at home are watching and providing television ratings, which pay the money for the players. And I hate to be so simplistic as that, but for Rodgers to help the situation right now, to draw larger attention to it, that's not exactly doing it. It's adding more. It's adding more. Here is Robert Sala just a little while ago on the comments that Rodgers made on McAfee about the whole situation. And is him actually going on that show week to week a problem? Here are both of them. As it pertains to what he said, you know, it's, he's not wrong. But at, at the same time, it's uh, uh, it's just a bunch of young guys showing a little bit of frustration. So they'll be all right. No, um, that's not going to be an issue. I, I, I don't think it. I don't think it should be. I mean, he's uh, he's part of this team, and uh, and he's got thoughts, and I think he does a really good job articulating those uh, thoughts in a in a manner that's respectful. We know that he's never going to say a negative word about Aaron Rodgers, and it kind of speaks to a bigger problem here. Even being away from the team, the Jets, in a lot of ways, have handed him the keys. And that's problematic. You talked about this a little bit yesterday. The idea that if you're going to turn everything over to one player in your organization because you are just that desperate, it speaks to you not being a good organization. And it feels like, Aaron, you can do whatever you want. And they're not going to even remotely say anything that would ever indicate they're annoyed by it. Well, because they're desperate. It's a yeah. desperate organization that makes desperate moves. So if they get someone like Aaron Rodgers, yeah, you're going to be in control, right? You see that in relationships all the time. Like there's a, there, if there's a desperate party, that party's going to get walked over one way, shape, or form by the other party. And Rodgers is going to be able to do whatever he wants because, quite frankly, the Jets knew what they were signing up for. It's not like he just started going on McAfee's show this year. He's been doing that regularly for a while. You know what you're getting with Aaron Rodgers, so don't try to change him. You should try to change around him. And yeah, they've turned the keys over to him. He's in charge of the organization. He's dictating the shots. He's dictating the tempo. He's going to be the one that tells you how it's going to play out. And if that's how you want to do it, that's fine. But I just think they're letting one problem compound itself into future problems because it feels to me like the plan in New York is to figure out a way to get through this season it won't be successful, and then you're going to reboot next year with Rodgers as your quarterback. And I don't think that's going to lead to anything positive. It's going to be a step forward, but he's going to be in his age 41 season. He's going to be coming off a massive injury. There's no guarantee he stays healthy next year. There's no guarantee if he stays healthy, he plays really well. 
And that's it. That's your plan. Your hope is that when he's healthy, you're going to compete for a Super Bowl. And say you make the playoffs, but you lose in the divisional round. What's going to happen the next year? What's the plan? Is he coming back for his age 42 season? Because there are two, Carlin, two instances in NFL history of a quarterback winning a Super Bowl past the age of 40. Tom Brady and Tom Brady. And Tom Brady doesn't have the injury history of Aaron Rodgers. All right? Outside of that, there's one other guy close to 40. It was Peyton Manning with the Broncos in his age 39 season. And as much as we love Manning, that was more despite him. Okay, the year before he had put up some huge offensive numbers, but that year they won the Super Bowl was because of the defense. Manning's game had passed him by at that point, and even he knows that he would probably say that as well. That defense carried them to that Super Bowl. Yeah, he was. They shut him down for like six weeks at the end of that season, didn't they? I think he had nine touchdowns and like 17 interceptions or something like that for the year. Yeah, it was awful. So you're not like this idea that the Jets are turning it all over to Rodgers and, you know, next year they're going to be fine. They're they're not going to be. They're not going to be. It's it's father time catches up to everyone. And when you throw injuries in there as well, plus the risk of further injury, you know, next season, I I don't see this going well for them at all. They took their swing. I applaud them for it, but it's not going to work out. Let's hit Steve in San Francisco on ESPN Radio. Steve, what's going on? Yeah, we're a little tired of this world, according to Aaron Rodgers here, sitting in Chico, California, wherever he is. He he always had a uh, a chip on his shoulder coming to San Francisco about how he wasn't selected here, okay? Uh, Too bad, Aaron, huh? And then he comes here and he loses every time. He's only won one Super Bowl. I don't see what's so – you know what's funny about these Jets fans? They could do whatever they want. Now they have the Taylor Swift tour coming this weekend. That's going to be the biggest story. That's it. Yeah, I don't think she's going to show up again back-to-back weeks. I'm not counting on that. But the the bigger story is not going to be that. The bigger story here right now is the fact that he's not there and this whole thing is going to blow up. I mean, you know, in, in, in those terms, listen to Rich Cimini, ESPN NFL reporter who covers the Jets. And Rich has basically detailed how all of this is just about to fall apart and you've got two factions on that team and one of them is not going to be thrilled with what's going on and is about to implode, frankly. The thing is, he's coming off as a Zach apologist and that doesn't play well in the locker room. The defense in particular is not happy. This defense knows that if any other player were performing his job the way Wilson is performing his, that player would be benched. Trust me, there's tension in that locker room. I get the sense from what I've seen on the sideline and from what I'm hearing that this team could be ready to implode. And he's talking about the way that Robert Sala has defended Zach publicly. And Robert, just a little while ago, was actually asked about that that report from Rich. We've got a great locker room. Locker room is, uh, they're, they're locked in. Is there frustration? Of course there is. There's, anytime you lose two in a row, there's going to be frustration. It's it's the NFL. Just when, when you lose, it feels like the world's caving in. When you win, everyone thinks, you know, puts you on a pedestal. But, uh um, there's still a lot of confidence in the locker room. Um, defense, knock on wood, obviously playing at a high level, special teams playing at a high level, and uh, offense has got to find a way to pick it up. And, uh, and that obviously always starts at the coaching level and then it goes all the way down and just trying to find ways to, to move the ball and score points. Tell me he's not Leslie Nielsen in front of a burning building. <laughs> all is fine. Everything is good. All is well. 
you go through the game logs this season. What was the stat that everyone kept throwing at me um, regarding this coming year where if the Jets had averaged 20 points per game yep. last season, what would their record have been? They, they would have been 12 and 5. 12 and 5, right? Yep. They already have two losses this season where, or I should say, uh, yeah, two losses this season where they've held the opposition to 16 or fewer. Actually, the one was the game against the Bills. I'm sorry about that. That was a win. They've held the opposition to 16, 30, and 15, and they're 1 and 2. They should be 2 and 1 in that scenario. You shouldn't give up 15 points to the Patriots and lose that game. This is the same thing as last year. He's going to lose that locker room. And the big problem, again, is the continuing to just say all these positive, empty platitude type things that no one in there is buying. You know, Zach gives us the best chance to win. He doesn't give you a chance to win. The whole idea of just trying to use this legal argument that can't be disproven because there's no other option in the building, it doesn't work. You got to hold people accountable. Guys are going to get frustrated, and it's going to boil over, and we're going to see it because it's not the first time. It just happened last year, all right? And another thing to keep in mind moving forward with all of this is that as we look to Colorado and we criticize Deion Sanders at every turn, he's honest. He's honest when the team doesn't play well. He's honest when they have issues. He's honest when they struggle. He's honest when they do play well, and he addresses the players independently, individually, and like men. All right, he's not trying to sugarcoat anything. For people who have an issue with the way Dion coaches, at least people are held accountable in that locker room. It doesn't feel like that's happening with the Jets. Yeah, on a separate note, do you know what I do? I respect the audience, and in, as you do as well. And in this instance, in respecting the audience, I'm not going to read the tease that Evan has written oh. that is riddled with Taylor Swift uh, little cliches or, or little drop-ins in there. Huh. I mean, is that fair? If Zach Wilson plays poorly again, there will certainly be bad blood. And they're never, ever, ever, ever getting back together. I mean, oh, I'm seeing this tease now. See, yes. I'm not very familiar with her catalog or anyone's for that matter. I, I celebrate her entire music. catalog myself. Oh, you do? That's just me. Okay. That, that's just me. But that's I, a good I, line. I do think that we're probably all a little tailored out, aren't we, by Wednesday? Be careful with commentary like that. Has she has a legion of followers. <laughs> I, I'm aware. You do not want to get on the, on the yeah. wrong side of the Swifties. I'm fully aware of that. It's just... I think that everybody out there probably is thankful that I'm I'm not going to do that. But we're we're going to talk more. <laughs> I and Eagle would have sold it. Shake it yeah. off. That's true. See, but Ian does it in a classy way and not one that's going to jam it down your throat, Evan. <laughs> Once again, Ian respects the audience. You? Eh, maybe not so much. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not 
not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Third down goal to go for the Chiefs at the three-yard line. Mahomes looking right. Back of the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. Kansas City for the 48th time. Finds Travis Kelsey. Nine yards deep in the end zone. And the Chiefs lead 40 to nothing. Three touchdown passes for Patrick Mahomes. So, yeah. Listen, it just continues. And I have to say, like, some of the music, like, for whatever reason... When you get songs stuck in your head, it's been like stuck in my head the last few days. And I haven't even been listening to anything. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio Series, 6M Channel 80. So finally, like the New Heights podcast, which is, of course, the Kelsey brothers, Jason and Travis, uh, came out and for this week. And Travis speaking about his relationship with Taylor Swift for the first time and what it was like the other day. The highlight was courtesy of 106.5 The Wolf in Kansas City. So let's take a listen to Travis speaking about the circus that his life has now become. I just thought it was awesome how everybody in the suite had nothing but great things to say about her. You know, the friends and family. She looked amazing. Everybody was talking about her in great light. And on top of that, the day went perfect for Chiefs fans, of course. We scripted it all, ladies and gentlemen. But um, <laughs> to see the slow motion chest bumps, to see the right. high fives with mom, to see how, you know, Chiefs Kingdom was all excited that she was there, that shit was absolutely hysterical. It was definitely a game I'll remember. That's for damn sure. And then we just slid off in the getaway car at the end. I mean, everybody's talking about it. Everyone, literally. Everyone, even Bill Belichick. He hasn't Dude, talked much about me about outside that? of, you know, game weeks that we played, but he made sure to remind me that that's the best catch I've ever had in my life. <laughs> Dude, that was a great line by Bill. But if you're hoping for more, I don't know that you're going to get a whole lot more, a little bit more of Travis right here. What's real is that, you know, it is my personal life, and um, I want to respect both of our lives. I, she's not in the media as much as I am doing this show every single week and, you know, having fun during the NFL season on other guys' shows like like the McAfee show and any other show that I go on from here on out, you know. I've enjoyed every second of it. <laughs> so, like you said on that Thursday night game, I'm enjoying life, um, and I sure as hell enjoyed this weekend. Uh, so, Everything moving forward, um, I think I, I think me talking about sports and saying all right now will have to be uh, kind of where I keep it. There you go. You look heartbroken. No, I'm just thinking my way through. Um, it, 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 I'm just thinking the power of the crossover it, it, and, and what this is doing for everybody involved. I, of course, don't let my wife hear this, but like the love or like that, the, the lust, whatever they've got going on, that, that like doesn't mean anything to me. I look at it strictly from a business standpoint. Of course. Like, like for him, look at his profile. Like his profile skyrocketing because now he's gone from NFL tight end who people that know him are people like you and me, right? Guys that watch football and drink beer on Sundays. 
and then he's now exposed to this whole world of Swifties or whatever they're called, right? Like that whole Taylor Swift stratosphere that's just out there. He's now a part of that. He, he is now known there. Meanwhile, as popular as she is, it's smart business to get into bed with yeah. the NFL, right? Like you come and show up at this game. The ratings are through the roof. Everyone's talking about you. Everyone's already talking about you. And this is someone who turned down the Super Bowl halftime show. And this is, this is the power of Taylor Swift. And I think this is the thing that I got the biggest kick out of over the weekend in regards to the story. Her showing up that day at that game after having said no to the Super Bowl halftime show and completely overshadowing the announcement that Usher is doing the Super Bowl halftime show <laughs> is just, I, 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 it's gangbusters, man. Like they, that was supposed to be the Usher announcement comes out. Here's what we've got. We want everyone paying attention. He's going to do the media rounds. Nobody cared. And that's not a knock on Usher. Taylor Swift, who had already turned down that opportunity, showed up to an NFL game because she's dating an NFL player who's very popular. And that's what had the world talking. Everybody wins here no matter what. It's just the power of all of this, the business aspect of it is what gets me going, sadly enough. It's just completely blown out of the water. It, yeah. it is it is mesmerizing, but the thing I keep coming back to is, is it just business? Is this, in fact, a fomance as opposed to a romance? What does that mean, fake romance? Yeah. Fomance. Fomance. Fake romance. Yeah. Okay. Just came up with that. I don't, I, mm, I don't think so. You think it's real or not? I mean, okay, let's 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 walk through it here. If she was going to, we'll just start from her perspective. If she was going to have a fake romance, help me understand why Kelsey's the selection. And this isn't a knock on Kelsey. It seems like she would have a lot of opportunity out there, given yes. what she's accomplished. Mm-hmm. So well, why would it be Travis Kelsey? Well, because there's never been, she's never dated uh, an athlete before, so to speak, at least publicly that we know of. And... You know, it's gone through Hollywood, written a lot of different songs about Jake Gyllenhaal and people like that. So Travis Kelsey puts it out there that he tried to meet her. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, you know what? Maybe not a bad idea. Maybe we go this route this time and get the power of the NFL behind it. And as it turns out, she doesn't need the power of anybody. <laughs> she's she's controlling the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, there's I, I am thoroughly impressed. I, I know almost none of her music. I'm sure if you played it, I would understand or I'd recognize it. I don't really yeah. listen to music. I know that's odd to hear. I listen to sports talk. I listen to podcasts. I consume. I'm just a, I'm a sports junkie. That's it. I'm consuming sports at, at almost every turn outside of some jam bands and some classic rock here and there. So th- this this everything I'm learning about her tour, the merchandise, the ticket pricing, the, the movie that came out from the tour and all the money it's generating. She gave out 50 million in bonuses to people on this tour. Like to have 50 million to just hand out in bonuses speaks to how much you are truly raking in to where it's like, okay, let's throw another 50 million at everybody. It's just mind blowing. Every time she shows up somewhere, it is, I I, I can't think of, this has got to be what it was like in the eighties with Michael Jackson, right? Like I was, I was a young kid in the eighties. I don't remember that. So if I'm off, please don't get too bent out of shape, but like, where does this rank compared to other global phenomena? I think it's right there. If not more so, at least I've never seen anything like this. I think this was, you know, I would have been on the tail end of Michael, not tail end, but you know, I would have been like young teens, you know, Michael Jackson, real era and I would say 
like this absolutely blows that out of the water. I don't think there's any doubt it does. And so for Travis Kelsey, it's phenomenal. I think I picked up 300,000 followers on, on Instagram the other day in like an hour and a half. I mean, it's absolutely amazing what it does for him. But, I, I yeah, I think there's probably a fomance going on here. You know, I mean, whatever the the end result of this is, it, it is going to end spectacularly. <laughs> Just think about it. I mean, if, if he starts struggling, uh, she's going to get blamed. You know, if 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 he breaks up with her, oh, my God, what she's going to write about him. If she's breaking up with him, and like I said, if it goes south, it's just there's a lot of. I don't want to. I, I don't root for chaos, but when I sense oh, I chaos on chaos. the horizon, I just kind of sit there and it's like, <laughs> okay, I'm going to monitor this situation because at some point something could happen, and then you know, sit back, <laughs> get the as popcorn long, ready, as they say. As long as she doesn't do a song with Drake, I think Travis Kelsey's fine. Yeah, the Drake situation. <laughs> Listen, I, I do root for chaos. I want nothing but chaos. I, I absolutely want no order in this situation. I want to see this whole thing not blow up, but just Yeah, we don't want to root spe- against love. We don't want no, to no, show that roots not. against love. I, Listen, if you're going to do that, then I will stand for love. It's not rooting against love. It's rooting for chaos. And there's there's a difference there. If it's true love and the whole thing... Like I said, she makes a lot of people happy, and that's a good thing. That's a good okay. thing. Zach Wilson does not. Carlin, Joe, ESPN Radio, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. And Travis Kelsey is not the only football phenomenon that has crossed over into pop culture. We will get to that in moments on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. I want our coaches to understand that we're not just playing against a team. We're playing against all of college football. It ain't too many people lined up to see us dominant, to see us win. And they got to understand that as a whole. And our entire staff has to understand you're not just participating against that per se school. Your whole life, you've been divisive. People yeah. really well, love you. I came you. out the wound, I was booed. Right. Or they really don't, right? Yeah. So, and, and a lot of those don'ts have been very vocal this week. How? What's your message to them? And then, and then what do you tell your locker room? I don't have a about? message to detractors the haters. I don't have a message. I don't take my time to respond and to defend myself. Why would I do that? I'm, I'm giving you a microphone if I'm doing it. I'm giving you solace that you're in my life. I don't care. 
I really don't. So it's, if it's been that way all my life, you would think that I'm used to it. I'm, I'm not new to this. I'm true to this. It is a fascinating situation with Dion because you not only have the positive effects that he has had on college football so far, but there is a negative side, too. We'll get into it right now with Paul Feinbaum of the Paul Feinbaum Show. Chris Carlin, Joe Fortenbaugh, Carlin versus Joe ESPN Radio. Paul, this is something we talked about a little bit yesterday. We know all the positives and all the attention that he has brought and all the financial help that he has certainly brought to college football. But I'm wondering about the flip side of this. When you see Oregon put out their video and they have the video of Shiloh Sanders talking smack before the game in no uncertain terms. And I'm wondering when the, all the talk, the, the target that's on their back is not just about winning games, but it's more about more emotion getting involved. Is there a problem that's afoot with the potential of avoiding a brawl or a really bad incident or any really bad cheap shot here as well that's taken on Dion's players? Well, I, I do think that's a that, that's a potential issue because this is so much bigger than, than college football. This has really become uh, an American cultural conversation. And just like any other uh, polarizing figure, entertainment or sports, there are a lot of haters and detractors. And, and, and you guys hear it, and, and I hear it every day. And, and I, I think uh, that's why Dion uh, answered that question the way he did. It was a very smart answer, but it's not going to stop it. Uh, he's sucking out a lot of the the oxygen from other people, and, and there's and I, I find I, I sense tremendous resentment from the college football space uh, because you know, you know people people are saying, well, you know, what has he done to deserve it? Well, that's not really the point. People are riveted. Uh, and fixated by the story, and, and you guys know, uh, you know when, when you talk about the four of the top seven rated games in college football this year are Colorado. That, that tells you all you need to know. All right, so they're the biggest story in the Pac-12, but they're not the best team in the Pac-12. That title could belong to any number of teams. USC, Oregon, Washington have all been staking their claim. Utah's right there as well. I'm curious, in your opinion. Are these teams going to cannibalize one another and prevent the Pac-12 from having a playoff berth this season, or will one rise above and make it to the playoff? And if so, who do you think that is? Yeah, I mean, that, that's the, the, the one question about Utah, it's hard to answer because Cam Rising is still out. So he's he is their ticket to, a, to the playoffs. You know, Penix at, at Washington, I think, is probably the most uh, underappreciated and reported uh, QB in the entire Country and I think we'll finally get a, at least a, a dose of Caleb Williams and in, in Southern Cal this weekend and, and really over the next few. Uh, Oregon, we, we certainly saw. I, I don't. Uh, I, I mean, I would probably uh, you know, lean toward Washington right now, uh, only because they really look like uh, the best team. But but I think the the, the schedules are, are are critical. And I, I must tell you, I don't, I don't know every matchup uh, the Pac-12 has the rest of the way. Someone is going to be, get more fortunate than the other. Uh, and avoid a school until they get to the playoffs, and I think that could could very well determine if if or if they do get a get a playoff berth at the end. Paul Feinbaum of the Paul Feinbaum Show joining us, Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio. What was your reaction to Ryan Day's comments the other night after the game about Lou Holtz? I, mean, I, I was I was wondering whether you know he needed to be checked out uh, by, by a medical doctor. I mean, I, <laughs> I've never seen a guy go off on 
on a on an old man who who really was just offering a football coach's opinion. I mean, it's one thing if if a coach gets upset about a talking head, you know, something that he sees on ESPN or ESPN radio. That's fine. Yeah, that's okay. Look, uh, yeah, we take our shots. But I mean, Lou Holtz, you know, had a fundamental explanation about. Uh, their lack of physicality, and he pointed to a number of losses and and why Ryan Day, you know, went apoplectic on that. I'll never know. I mean, I I really don't understand that. I mean, Lou Holtz won that one. Uh, I mean, you just won the biggest game uh, you've had in three or four years. Appreciate it. Uh, don't go scorch starts on someone, especially most people don't even know what that was about. And that's what I I, I never quite understand when these coaches. Uh, you know, act like they're 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 in a fitness center on a Saturday, and somebody tried to to steal the weight machine from them. I mean, calm down. <laughs> man, okay? That's fantastic. You know, coming out of that game, Ohio State gets the win. Um, this just might be the pessimist in me, but I I think it. I'm less sold on Ohio State now following that win. I think the jet sweep call on fourth and one was ridiculous, and they ended up getting bailed out by a series of bad decisions made by Notre Dame, throwing the ball and going incomplete on that second and 15 with just over two minutes to go, ended up putting enough time on the clock for Ohio State to come back and win. And then on top of it, only having 10 guys on the field at the end of the game and trying to defend that was just more Notre Dame losing it than Ohio State winning it, in my opinion. Do you see Ohio State as a formidable threat for the national championship this year? Yeah, I mean they survived the, the, the first test, but by no means uh, do we do we do we have any idea how that, how they're going to handle Michigan and Ann Arbor. Uh, and you're right. Uh, I mean Marcus Freeman's explanation. Uh, I mean, I, I, I hope he's not representing me uh, on an important case in the Supreme Court with that logic because I mean, it, it really missed badly. I mean, I, I think he's a really good coach. But uh, just 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 throw up your hands and say it was my fault and, and, and move on. Um, but I, I think Ohio State. Oh, the, the, the beauty of Ohio State, they, they you know, and it's like everybody in the Big Ten for all the bravado about you know, how great the Big Ten is. There, there are three good teams, really good teams: Penn State, uh, Michigan, and, and Ohio State. And the rest of them are, are just complete garbage. Uh, so we're not really going to know until everybody faces off. And I know that sounds like a, a bit of a dodge, but. I, I believe Ohio State will be in this at least until the Michigan game. Paul, uh, what about we heard some rumors about Clemson now and potentially leaving the ACC here soon. What's your read on their situation? Uh, uh, the ACC is in a really tough spot because Clemson, North Carolina, and Florida State, only the three best programs in the league, uh, won out. Uh, they, they did not want uh, Cal and Stanford uh, and uh, I'm trying to remember SMU. It's hard to remember who, who they let in recently. Uh, and they're better than the – they think they're better than the, SC, the ACC, and guess what? They are. Uh, the, the, the flip side of that is, is the cost. And I've spoken to a number of attorneys who have looked into this, and, and there's almost no way to get out. Uh, it would cost $120 million and then possibly more litigation. Uh, but clearly, uh, if Clemson – Florida State and North Carolina became free agents tomorrow. There, there would be an active uh, bidding war between the SEC and the Big Ten, and, and it's you know, you know Miami might even get into the action if, if they could find a way. So the ACC is very fragile. So what Clemson is, is thinking about uh, is shared by quite a few other schools in that league. Paul, great stuff as usual. Appreciate it. Thanks.
Enjoy it, guys. Thank you. Yep. Paul Feinbaum of the Paul Feinbaum Show brought to you by Traeger. Traeger is awesome. Let me tell you why. Because you've got one of a kind wood fired flavor on a Traeger Ironwood XL from the Home Depot. Get it for this Saturday. Fire it up and let it rip. I got to tell you, it's too close to lunch to be talking about a Traeger. Those things are awesome, by the way. Yeah, they are. And you've been smelling bacon all morning. I've been smelling bacon all morning. We got the you got the thread going. What's the best smell out there? I threw this out. People with their anti Thanksgiving takes Thanksgiving dinner one hour from dinner time. Best smell in the world. Yeah, listen, I'm not the guy to ask about Thanksgiving. Why? Because I, up until probably about 10 years ago, was under the impression that turkey was supposed to be bone dry. And oh, oh yeah, you had been... I hate to p- tell you this. I mean, listen, I'll just put it out there. My mom, butcher, just had... <laughs> no. I, spaghetti and meatballs was her specialty. That's great. Not much else. Love my mom. She's still around. I'm obviously very confident she's not listening to this. Uh, <laughs> just absolutely <laughs> lost in the kitchen, as it turns out. And I didn't know better until a good 10 years ago. We got to get you some good experiences. That is what we need to do. Yeah, well, listen, I want to be in, a, in, a, in an Italian family when we bring in the pastas and all that, because uh, turkey, eh, eh. All right. All right. We'll, we'll, I'm a stuffing we'll, guy. Give me the stuffing. Yeah. All right. That's good. That's a good start. Yeah. Good start. Right, you, Mel Kuyper with the pumpkin pie. <laughs> I, I don't eat stuffing every day like Mel eats uh, pumpkin pie every day at one point. He was eating it Saturday morning when I was doing a hit, giving them my favorite bets for the weekend. I was like, Kuyper's been sus- suspiciously quiet during the segment. He goes, I've been having some pumpkin pie as you've been laying out your best picks. He has it. He, there was a time where he had it every single day, every day. That's a life right there. Still just does. Pie every day. Still does. That is a man. You know what he does? He, you know what Mel does? He gets it. Yeah. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And. Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. What an amazing waste of money and time the last several years have been for the Anaheim Angels. 
Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. And I just bring it up at this point because Mike Trout is speaking out once again about what his future holds. But, Joe, first, uh, it's time for the MLB Progressive Snapshot. And so let's hear from Mr. Trout on what his future holds in Anaheim. I I go through this every year, so it's like, (laughs) you know, I think – there's private conversations I have with with Artie and and John and you know it's uh, like I said I'm doing the same thing I did last last what 13 years just going to the off season clearing my mind getting ready for spring and you know wearing an Angels uniform in spring so. Yeah, here's the problem. They're going to have that discussion. At some point, if you're Mike Trout, you have to wonder if you're ever going to win there. But you also have to wonder who's trading for Mike Trout right now. Seven years, $250 million, Joe, left on that contract. And the last few years have been nothing but injury. I don't know. The fact that we never get to see this guy in the playoffs is a problem for the sport. The best players should be in the postseason. Like, that's one of the great things about the NBA is that when the postseason rolls around, they're all there. Embiid, Jokic, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant. I'm leaving guys off. I don't mean any disrespect, but you see where I'm going. They're all there. All of them. And some might get bounced early, but you just, the stars are going to get there. And in baseball, you might not necessarily get that. I, this is more indicative of a, of a far greater problem in the sport. There are just some complete clown car organizations in this sport that shouldn't even be allowed to exist anymore. It starts with the Oakland Athletics. What is happening there and how underreported it is as to what John Fisher, the owner of that organization, has done to that once proud franchise and that fan base is a disgrace to Major League Baseball. And Major League Baseball is just allowing it to happen. Mm -hmm. It is an absolute disgrace. The Angels are just completely inept. At least they spend money, but they are just completely inept when it comes to building a team. The Colorado Rockies are as irrelevant as any team in professional sports. The Chicago White Sox find themselves in a similar situation like the Oakland A's. They're probably a mix between the A's and the Angels. Cheap like the A's, incompetent like the Angels. No one wants to be there. And then there's the Pittsburgh Pirates who couldn't care less about winning. Like the sport has too many teams that just couldn't care less or have absolutely no ability on how to function in a somewhat competent manner. And what we've seen in, with the Angels, Otani, Trout, I would love it if he could get out of there and just end up somewhere where we could watch him more and possibly see him in the postseason. It's wrong that that guy is never in the playoffs. You know, even though he's not somebody that wants to be marketed, because that's been talked about for years, why is he not out front? He didn't want to be. Right. He didn't want to be. And even though that's the case... If you had him in the playoffs more, you couldn't help but be marketed more. It's just out there. It's on the biggest stage, and it's on the West Coast. And I I know that this also works against him, is that half the country is not staying up till 1 o'clock in the morning to continue to watch him. There are a lot of different reasons here why it hasn't worked out with him. I look at the offseason, though. If you're a team that would genuinely consider him what are you doing? Like, I don't think responsibly I could bring Mike Trout in right now at age 32 when he has missed all of the time that he has over the last couple of years. A couple of years ago, he missed well over 100 games. I think last year he missed something like 40 or 50 I got games. it. I can read them off to you. Please. This year, so far, he's played 82 games. He's missed half a season. 
Last year, he played 119. 119 games. The year before before that, 2021, he played 36 games. So he missed 120 games right there. And then the year before that, 2020, obviously this is COVID, but he played 53 games. And there were only 60 games that year. And then you keep going back. All right, he played 134. That's good. 140, that's good. 114, that's not that great. The first year in the league, he played 40. Like, he just, three of the last four years, we haven't seen him play I, I it it that's the problem it's too much money for a guy who's always hurt it, so, i think we've missed the window here we've missed the window the, if you're the angels are you going to trade him away and eat a decent amount of that money and probably not get a ton in return or are you just going to ride this out and hope that you can assemble something around the guy because at this point if you're the angels you may as well do that and if you're trout like, if I can't legitimately get somewhere else, what what am I doing? Like, if they can't get me to a place where I'm going to win and it's not – because you know it's going to be about eating some of that money. Nobody's going to fork over $250 million right now. Let me let me ask you this. Do, do we think he cares about winning? And this isn't a knock on him. I but do. Does get, like, does getting to the postseason and winning a World Series, does that I, matter to him? I do think it does. But I think that he's never going to be a guy that's going to speak about his frustrations publicly. Okay. That's okay, just so he's going to be a professional about it. Okay. He, it's just not who he is. I mean, it's enough that he speaks publicly at all. You know, like, he doesn't love it when he's on the big screen in Philadelphia going to Eagles games because he's from South Jersey. Yeah. But they, they put him there, and, and he understands his importance. But if I'm him and winning is truly important – I truly can't tell you what the best option is. I truly can't. Because nobody's going to, you know, the Players Association never going to let you take less than money than what you're owed. That's never going to happen. No, God, no. <laughs> I mean, Major League Baseball, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. If you're the Angels, what am I going to do? Am I going to pay you, pay half of your money to get you to go away? I may as well just pay you out and try to make something happen. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.